The boys are back. Coach Al, the whiz kid, the producer, and whatever the heck you want to call me. We're having a lot of fun. Had a great week. What a week in sports, Coach. Been a great week. All right, give me the top topic, the hot take from this week in sports. I think we're going to have uh, contrasting opinions about that, but why don't you lead us off? Well, I think there's going to be a few, and we're going to go over them. Yeah, what do you – Mike Trout's definitely – Trout, you took mine. Where, yep. they, where they use that word, I th- I don't know if I've seen it through the years, a rare back condition. Yeah, I, actually, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I dove in on that name, which I can't even pronounce for the show, and uh, <clears throat> it wasn't very specific because I, I think it is hard to pinpoint that type of malady, but it ain't good. Definitely not good. The inflammation with the rib and the back and the whole thing, and they can do injections. When he was in Philly, and I, we have this on the podcast, I said for the record that I thought his bat speed uh, was slower. And uh, I also thought he was in some level of pain. And uh, he was, obviously, you know. And that's why his last 50 at-bats, Major League Baseball at-bats, were, 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 were terrible. Um the Angels just signed this guy for, what, $450 million for 10 years? Is he in year two of that? Um, yep. If you're the Angels' front office GM right now, what are you thinking, Wiz? Um, the Angel, Trout himself is saying he's going to be back this yeah. year. I don't see how or why. Why would you? I mean, yeah, really. the Angels are how many games under 500 like 17 enough. games or something yeah, like enough, that right? yeah. they're 42 and 57 right now yeah, why why would they bring him back and, yeah. and risk something else yeah. and, and i don't think they've said what the condition is other than that it's a rare back condition if you're the angels front office jim is it time i mean you spent the entire draft on pitchers two years ago right uh, you loaded your lineup this year with hitters. I mean, it really was. Uh, of course, the the one guy still out, Rendon. Rendon, yeah. But <clears throat> with him in, you were stacked one through seven. Um, it hasn't worked. It's not going to work. At this point, if you're the Angels, would you look to make major moves and start moving people for, for talent? Well, yeah, I think they're already looking to move Otani. I, I heard that he may not go this week. But in the offseason, they're they're going to look to deal him. Trout, he's got a no trade, but would you? I, I think he's there for, for the long haul. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Because of this injury, you're, he's got diminished market value immediately, right? Yeah, but he's, he's just – he is the Angels. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to trade your franchise player. Even if he is hurt, you're going to give him the chance to come back. And I mean, they, they would, didn't they, they would go s- through that with Albert Pujols? Well, yeah, but that was a bad signing. He, he They signed him when he was, what, 30? Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. So it was – you know, Trout's homegrown with the Angels. I know the difference. And um, the, the Angels, they would still get a lot back for Trout. Point. That's my point. They get a lot back for my him. Point. But I just don't think they would ever do it. Otani, you could see maybe. He's ha- only been there a couple years. But Trout's been there, what, 10 so years now? Gonna, so you're going to take your greatest assets, your greatest market value, and get half better. Huh? Well, in the Angels' eyes, Not they can do still both. win. In the Angels' eyes, they can still win. Not this year, but look how they started off the season. Right. When they were, you know, five games over 500 or 10 games, they were really, really running at one point. And then they just totally fell apart. Well, let's uh, let's reverse engineer it. Does Trout, given his latest diagnosis, have supreme market value still right now? Right now, no. No. Absolutely that's not. not going but to if change. he comes back full strength next year, absolutely. Oh, that's a whole course of a different color. 
I have a feeling that trout, this has been coming on, and I think the back speed you're, you're bringing up is a good point because if you, like with a golf swing or that torque, whatever, oh, so he yeah. un unconsciously was cutting it down and not taking no a 100% doubt. swing. And I really have a feeling that Mike Trout would like to end his career if it's a really a, a, a horrible situation there and all that guaranteed money and go to Millville and hunt deer two or three days a week and go fishing. He's just that type of young man, high school sweetheart, hometown boy, and I think he would be content not being in the limelight. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Well, he's not in the limelight in Anaheim. That's if he, true. If he was a Yankee, he would be the biggest star on the planet. That's true. But they just don't. MLB doesn't know how to market at all. The Angels have the, the two biggest names. It's unbelievable. And nobody cares. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Nobody cares. <laughs> right? I mean, Otani is no. a, a, a Babe Ruth in the making. And Imagine if, if Otani was on the Yankees. And imagine if Otani and Trout were on the Yankees and Judge was on the Angels. Yeah, I mean, Judge would be a nobody. Yeah. And, I, I and heard that the Angels want like four great uh, minor league players. You know, basically yeah, and what team has franchise. that? Well, the Padres? Uh, unfortunately, I can name five that do, but you're not going to get rid of them all. I mean, it's crazy. Right. You're talking about you're gutting a, your entire catcher, organization. There's a catcher hitting 376, you know, with an OPS of 1,200. You're not going to get rid of a guy like that right now. Uh, feeling, with three pitchers, you know, it's crazy. The feeling where you mentioned they drafted all pitchers. Maybe in the long run they figure if three or four of them develop and then they can add other quality players yeah, that, from other teams. That I don't know what their thought that process that is. That entire draft looks like a bust for the Angels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They committed really? to all pitching. Yeah. I mean, it's a real interesting crossroad if you're in the front office saying, okay, this guy we're looking to market. You know, he's one of our stars. The other guy's hurt. Can we market him? Would he go? He's got a no trade. Would he come back to Philly? Would they eat some of the money? Bring him back to Philly. Let's roll the dice, see what happens. But we don't have the full contract. The Angels take some of it. We unload what talent we've got. And we've got a risky trout for the next eight years. You wouldn't do it if they ate some of the money? No. I, I would. I would do it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, if, I, I could, if I could get trout to start the next season, I would do it. Coach Al, you swing the block. Well. Because of that word rare, I'm going to say again, you're talking about something that maybe that they are not used to. He has to go to this one specialist right. in the country, and it's going to every, that's going to determine everything. I Speaking of the Phillies, this is a pretty remarkable stat. <clears throat> Only here on Speaking of Sports. Wiz, why don't you update us after playing since 2018 in 640-something games the Phillies' record right now, do you have it in front of you? Because if not, I do. Is one it's go ahead. directly 500. One so, over. One yeah, over. one over 500. Remarkable. Jim, in this team five years. invents ways Three years. to come back to being a 500 club since 2018. Look up the word average in the dictionary. You see the Phillies, Phillies logo. That's what they've been. <laughs> I mean, if you said a team over – 645 games was going to pull that off. Um, I'd say, no, that's, that's impossible. By the way, nobody else in uh, that I could find in baseball is close, What was not close enough for me to reference, and no other team in any other sport was close enough for me to, to bookmark. So it's only the Phillies since 2018 that have perfected the art of being 
500. And they're one game over at Place Lakes Wind, which great. they damn there tried to go sub the other way. It, it, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. The art of mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> on that note, would you do something drastic if you're running the Phillies? You got some guys with market value. You got some lo- contracts that are very palatable. Would you would you start to make major moves? You're not going to do it, right? I don't think they are. Yeah. You no, wouldn't I either? Think so either? I think that they think that if Eflin comes back and if this and that, whatever, they can sneak in as that wild card, and then they're always going to say, well, if you got Wheeler and Noel up top in a short series, that's their. I think that's their thinking. 645 games, and you believe it's going to change now. 2018. You, you really should break the club apart. You really, really. But I, now you know what I was not break it apart. You should strategically look at what two or three players can bring you, you know, two for one deals with AA, the triple A guys. Now, I'm so talking, are you are you suggesting trading Harper then? No, you got to build around something. I know he's getting old, but you could. Who else are you going to trade? You though? You could, but don't you have to keep a cornerstone to do it? Yeah, but who else are you going to trade? There's no one else has value on the team. Well, I, th- I th- <coughs> Wiz, come on, you promised to come to the show prepared, Coach Al. <laughs> yeah, but no one else has value. Nola doesn't, huh? And his cheap contract. You, you want to trade Nola and what Wheeler next? If you trade, you trade Nola, where a starting pitcher in a pitcher dominated league. No, you want to win this year, right? You're going to win this year. You're going to tell me the Atlanta Braves well, did it last year. We'll do it this year. I'm not saying they're going to win this year, but that you're making an extreme statement to defend your point, saying they're not going to win this year. So break up the clubhouse. JT has value. Not much. He's well. He's ranked right now defense and offense. Third is, best. The, is the kid? Third best base catcher in baseball. I don't think he's ready. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so he's either. ready yet. So you got to keep him. You have to keep him. And as Chad pointed out a couple weeks ago, the Phillies' catcher position is not very is not bad as far as their their hitting overall. Yeah. The bottom line: the Phillies last week had a seventy percent chance to make the playoffs. They yeah they struggled against the Cubs to start the second half off. They came back and they won the series against the Braves. Why are we talking about breaking this team up? They, they're, they're sitting right here, ready to make the playoffs. And yeah, it's the third wild card spot, but it's still the playoffs. Because why are we going to break that up? Stinking, lousy, fraudulent. That's why. Was it fraudulent when there the Braves made the playoffs last year? Team for a hundred years, bud. You can't look at the last three seasons. We have a whole different I'm not. roster I'm this year. I'm looking at the last five. Kyle Schwarber's here this year. He wasn't there Kyle before. Kyle Schwarber. You Castellanos, although he really stays. You have the audacity to bring his He's name up. He's still here, though. It's a different team. Nola is pitching better than he ever has before. Yeah. ladies. Kyle Schwarber card. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber, exhibit A. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm going to assume you don't do this stuff because you do have a life. All right? Mr. Schwarber is batting. Like and These numbers are not exact, but they're close enough. From the seventh inning on, he's batting 168. With runners in scoring position and two outs, he's batting 158. Against elite lefties late, he's batting 128. He's going to lead the league in strikeouts. We project him at about 225. And all he does is hit home runs. Other than that, and his war since we last spoke has gone down. He's a one. So Major League Baseball... 
and all their esteemed, you know, hold data on, side. Hold on, he's yeah. a one point one. One point one. I miss Come on. <laughs> at least give the guy. At least give the guy his, his credit. One point one. And he's let off the game with a homer. Uh, three four, times. Four, four times. times now. And if you don't know what WAR is, I'll just give you a benchmark. Guys like Trout, they're a ten. Babe Ruth was a fourteen a couple of years, right? Schwarber is a 1.1. Let's not trade him. And you're missing a fact. If we had a podcast seven days a week, Schwarber happens to hit one the night after our Friday yeah, podcast. Yeah, doesn't he, though? Or the night before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Le- this time last year, July 28th, 2021, the Braves were 50-53. and 53. Mm-hmm. Third in the division. The Phillies were 50-50, and 50, 500. <laughs> As we talked about. Jeez, yeah, shocking. <laughs> One of those highs. Really, really 500? <laughs> the Braves were three games under 500. Yeah. Name the and players they got. If you were on the podcast, yeah, but that, the trade deadline is, is next week. We could get a couple guys here. Let and you want to break, instead if, of fighting, you want to break if, the team up. If, if Cashman's not the best darn GM in baseball, and he is, it's the guy for the Braves. Uh, what's his last name? Kowalski, Kowalski. Yes. Very successful. Like, you, you actually think it's easier to rebuild an entire team than try to trade for a few more pieces and maybe get a little lucky here and there. Maybe the Yankees lose early in the postseason. I, I, I'm you know, saying maybe this. Maybe the Mets as, go down. I'm saying this is a strategic business model. The Phillies have deceived the, the baseball world to be able to trade right now market value pieces to really become yeah, legit. Yeah, but you're, you're – They you're, don't play defense. How does trading Nolo away make us legit? Because of one two-for-one with guys who are going to be here for 15 years. Who? Yeah. There's plenty of minor league talent out there. You're not going to give away a pitcher and get a 15-year two studs? Like You're saying we're going to give away an elite pitcher well, Nolo, when you say and who, we're going to get back two studs. When you say who, I reference the Yankees, who did not get rid of a top-five uh, minor league player talent mm-hmm. to get Benintendi. They say that name. I butcher that name, too. Benintendi. Like Benintendi. Well, let's you, talk about you, that because the Yankees right? did give they up pre- players. They, they preserve did. their top five players. You but probably can't name that's them. That's because I the Yankees have depth. The Phillies farm system is pathetic. And I want to reload it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I, no, that's it. that doesn't mean you I want to restock but it. But you're not. You're not restocking it. Why aren't you? Because you're trading away Nola to get two big leaguers now. Two guys who are 22, 23 years old. You're not getting seventeen-year-old elite maybe, prospects for maybe Nola. Nineteen. It depends on. I mean, age. So you're going to gamble the entire franchise on trading away Nola and Wheeler to get four I'm offensive talents. I'm gambling the entire five hundred five-year franchise. What gamble? This, yeah, te- this team is on the verge of making the playoffs. Are we playoffs. going too long at this subject? Well, a little bit, but I think the, a point you're missing is they Can't still wait to want hear this. They still want to put asses in the seats. Ah, bingo. If uh, they uh, trade Nola and, and say, you know uh, what? I don't miss it's that. It's over. I don't miss that. You're I, losing 10000 a night. I just was remiss to not say that's why they won't. Right there. You're right. right. Exactly. This team is on the yep. verge of making the playoffs. Let's con- the Phillies have not had the longest playoff drought in, NL, uh, in, in the NL right now, maybe the MLB, and – that's embarrassing. I am not proud of Philadelphia for that. We need to change that. We need to make the playoffs this year. Whatever it takes, they need to sign someone, train someone to make this team get to the playoffs. Anything less is unacceptable. With how Harper many, and Segura coming back. Let's move it along. How many losses or how many wins did we not capture 
by having the hottest hitter in baseball for the last six weeks batting seventh, right? He was batting 412 for six weeks, which I think is tied in Major League Baseball. And we had Alec Baum batting seventh. How many, how many run production? Just recalculate run production, you know, kind of reverse engineer, engineer it and see how many runs we lost. A uh, lot. By not having batting up top. Right? The, the Phillies lineup this year has been so bad. It's never been right, not once. Just think, you had a chance to take uh, Alex Baum, put him up top, put Schwarber in back of him, change his RBI production, and change the Phillies scoring by maybe a half a run, which but is But why a has this been such an, an issue with three managers? Because the analytics guys waited too long. Because you know what? Uh, Thompson gave it up the other night. If you're listening to the post game uh, the night before, he, they were talking about that. One of the one of the media guys said, "Why is he batting?" And he said, "Well, you know, he's comfortable." And he said, <clears throat> "You know, well, he may move up, but but not tomorrow." And he did. That's because I think he got overruled by the analytics guys saying you cannot afford to have that type of slash line production. At the seventh spot. I mean, that's, that's three managers, Kapler, yeah. Girardi, and well, Thompson. It, and they in, can't figure out a leadoff guy. No, they, they can't even figure out the lineup. They had Harper leading off at one point yeah. uh, yeah. last year or the year before. And they had desperate people do desperate things. I mean, But this has been more glaring. Okay, let's assume you got to give the guy two weeks to hit, to establish himself. At that point, I'm going to bring you up to either dilute you back or get the run production from what you're doing. I'm not going to watch you hit 412 in the seven hole for six weeks. That's crazy. We've gone way over the Philly five <laughs> All right. today, and uh, we haven't been just on one right. of them. Let's We've been just football. on the Philly. Uh, I don't know. Let's talk football. The Eagles. Yeah. Oh boy, the Eagles. Where do one of the, where do we even want to start with the Eagles? I I want to start with the Eagles actually, and I I'm devastated that Ray's not here today because I know Ray right now would be jumping out of his seat. The Philadelphia Eagles' Gardner Minshew spent the offseason in an old prison bust, and he is focused on the headline, Super Bowl or bust. His trainer in Florida said, we've been able to get data every 30 days or so. His mobility, his flexibility, it's the highest it's ever been. (laughs) He is faster, stronger. He's ready to go. This is the best version of Gardner Minshew for sure. And to top it off, I looked at the career quarterback ratings, Tom Brady's 97.6, and Gardner Minshew is 93.9. It doesn't help Tom Brady's played for 65 years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if Ray was here right now, I know we'd have support for, for, for Gardner Minshew. Let's talk about the soft schedule coaches implementing here in training camp. What do you think, I mean, Jimmy? People are blowing this way out of proportion. The first two days of camp, people are like, oh, you need to hit. I missed two of these. I missed going to Lehigh where they lived in dorms. Give me a break. The Eagles stunk during that time. They were horrible. Jimmy Jimmy going off. (laughs) What do you think, Coach? Well, they had the 58 minutes. The 58 minutes, and John Ritchie went ballistic on the radio about, you know, we hit for an hour and a half, and then we went in and tried to take a nap. So macho. Because we're going to come back out and we're going to hit for another hour and a half and this and that. And John might have a little concussion along yeah. the way. There's no doubt there, in my mind. There's definitely a, a philosophy of just because they did it that way before. Right, I agree. They think it must have worked. Right. And now they're everything. Oh, yeah. if you cha- it's like if you change something, you're instantly wrong is yeah. how yeah. they're viewing it. If you gave me a team that was 
clearly, obviously in the best physical shape, conditioning, stretching, the Brady way, versus the team that's been hitting, which one would you take to start the season? The, the one that didn't work as hard. That's in better shape. Yeah. Endurance. Absolutely. Now the counter, and there's so many variables that it's even silly to, to even counter it, but this the counter you're We're hearing silly group, is right? look how slow the Eagles started last season. Yeah, that's that kind of just fits the narrative, you know. That was perfectly. poor coaching. Let's right. do this. There's a there's a lot of other reasons why than than just their work ethic going into the season. I, I, Coach Al has his hand up, producer. Oh, sorry. Coach? Well, they're talking about that this is coming from their physician staff. Is it really, or is it coming from Lori? You know, I, I don't think things like that have been figured out yet. Yeah, Maybe it's coming from Lori Jr. Yeah, I Jr., don't think yeah. Lori meddles to that extent. Yeah, Jr. Yeah, right. uh, even Jr., man, that, they'd have a hard time if he started implementing that type of, you know. All right, so last week we Hold were Hold on. The Eagles don't play a meaningful game until September 11th. That's true. You have two months to ramp up to this. Yeah, but you why? better win then. You better win we those better early win, games. Yeah, but why? I mean, look at Tampa Bay. They lost their center in the first day of practice. Devastating. If, if that happened to the Eagles, if Kelsey went down, oh, why did why are they pushing them so hard? Yeah. It would be the completely opposite. That's, That's true. Philadelphia. Cost, cost of doing business. I mean, teams have to practice. There will be injuries and there will be guys. Angelo will be freaking out. Oh, but do you think in Kelsey's spot being an established veteran <laughs> Jimmy, that, the you, producer. that you you treat different people? You can't have Kelsey out there every His day. His whole like show's having, a red. Like you're having <laughs> a tree. We're gonna change Jimmy's name to Jimmy Redass. I love it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's you better hurry back, right? You ever hear Wally Pip? All right. So last week we went around the room. What were the Eagles' uh, record going to be? A good friend, uh, Pete, suggested this. He said, "You know, a lot Don't of this do is, that segment again." Yeah, is quarterback uh, <laughs> driven? We're going we're to go faster. So this is a little bit of a you know test here for us. We're going to get three seconds because it is true. There's you know very very trusted correlation between you know a quarterback and success. Teams win and loss record. You're not going to bring a rookie in who completes fifty seven percent and go seventeen and zero. We all know that, all right? So I'm going to name the team, and I want the the crew here to name the quarterback within three seconds, and I'll be interested to see how many we miss. But before we do this, how many do you think we'll miss, Coach Al? Probably two or three. Two or three? Yeah, between all of us, yeah, I would say two or three. The whole NFL. Yeah. I mean, yeah okay, two or three. Jimmy? Yeah, four or five. Four or five. I'm, I'm not very smart. Okay, here we go. You get three seconds, and any one. We're not going in consecutive. So we order. just chime in. Just chime in. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Buffalo. Allen. Josh Allen, yes. New England. Mack truck. Mack Jones. Jones. There it is, yeah. Mack truck. (laughs) I knew it was a Mack. I just thought of a Mack truck. Mack truck. (laughs) Mack Donald. (laughs) 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 The guy's huge. Here comes our quarterback. (laughs) 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 Uh, Miami. It's uh, Tua. 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 Guys are doing good. Jets. Uh, uh, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Zach very, Wilson. very good. Cincinnati, give me. Right. Joe. Pitt. Uh, Pitt. Ben. It was Ben Rothsberger last year. It was last season, right? Last year? Was his last season? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, so walk, where you been? Welcome back from uh, last <laughs> I season. I thought we were talking about last season. No, this year. Ben's out. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the, the upcoming season. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have no idea. I, I, the the is, don't. I don't know. Is Trubisky with the Pitt now? That's, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Cleveland. 
Uh, Watson, if he's eligible, yeah. otherwise, okay. Brissett. All right, next one's easy, Baltimore. Uh, Lamar. Okay. Lamar. Tennessee, picking up the pace. The Tannehill? Tannehill. Yep. Uh, Indy. That was Wentz. Hello. It was Wentz. It's Foles. Foles. Yeah, Foles, Foles now. Is he, a, is he the uh, starter right now? Put that down. It's I TBD. That, I think that's, yeah, that's another one we missed. Oh, oh. Houston. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's starting. <laughs> Joe from I don't, the Acme, But probably. I don't think Joe that's a miss because I don't think Houston knows who's no, Houston, starting. That's a good point. Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Uh, KC. Mahomes. Uh, Las Vegas. Car. 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 Yep. Okay. yep. Uh, Chargers. Herbert. Yep. Very good. Denver. Wilson. Very good. Very good. Wait, who was it for Russell yeah. Wilson? Oh, Russell. From, that's right. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. From Denver. Boom. I, I Russell. That, yeah. yeah. Good, good one. Give me some That is a there. good one. That's I forgot a, about Russ. That's, that's excellent right there. Um, but uh, but uh, but uh, Chuck, where the hell did you go? All right. It's time for said, our division. Uh, Denver. Denver going. Yep. Dallas. Dak. 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 Prescott. <laughs> Philly. Gardner. Minshew. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or Carson Strong. Washington. Carson Wentz. Yes. Giants. Jones. Very good. Green Bay. Rodgers. Minnesota. Cousins. Cousins. Yep. Yep. Cousins. Bears. Tough Fields for Chicago. Justin yeah, it Fields. is Justin hey, Fields. Chuck it is Justin Fields. Fields for Chuck, State, right. One for Chuck. Detroit. They have that trade from the uh, Rams. It's the oh, uh, yep. Goff. Goff. Jared, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay. Brady. Brady. New Orleans. Jameis Winston. Yeah, Winston. Atlanta, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan got. Tr- he got. Uh, did he? he got tr- oh, Matt Ryan's Matt on the Colts. Tr- He's yeah. on the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Look, welcome. The God, NFL I missed track. a good offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Mark that one down. Carolina. Well, wait. Who's the? Who's well, who is the? We didn't who get is the quarterback for the Falcons. Then. We don't know. But we got to keep moving. Carolina. Lawrence. No, oh, it's Marcus Mariota for for the Falcons. No, it's Lawrence. Yeah, no, for the Falcons. Oh, oh, Mariota. That's right. Doesn't count. Yeah. Um, Rams. Uh, they just won the Super Bowl. Stafford. For the uh, Stafford. Stafford, yeah, Stafford. <laughs> Arizona. Murray. Kyler Murray's on our list that I talk about. Be careful in the next one, San Fran. Not Garoppolo. Not Garoppolo. Dance. Yeah, and Seattle. Who's Seattle with Russ leaving? Who's in Seattle? I don't know who's in Seattle. So I think that's four. Four, maybe five. Yeah. D- did we okay. pick Carolinas? The hell, Jim? Does it matter? Well, isn't it Darnold <laughs> and? Um, no, we did. Because somebody was talking about that. I was looking at Marcus Mariota, so I don't. Yeah, know. so um, I don't know what the heck that has to do, but you know, we're probably guessing anyway. But we, <laughs> what the hell were we doing about quarterbacks? So uh, let's talk a little Sixers. I'm just gonna make a quick statement. We got at least four answers wrong there. That yeah. means the Eagles gonna have four losses this year. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's Good fair. Theory. Yeah, yeah there you go. That works. Coach, sure. what's up, Sixers? Sixers, I just like their chances right now. If hard, it, it's the if with Harden again. They finally right. finalized the contract this week, even though we've. Oh, I had a trusted cousin. I love Anthony Tedesco. Please, please get off of Harden. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's finally. So that's a horrible thought, isn't it? Yeah. Wiz, what do you have to add to the Sixers? Uh, other than the only thing I'm seeing with the Sixers is their stadium. There's multiple billionaires fighting against each other. It's gonna get denied in the in the uh, you know where they want it near the, the whole Chinatown thing. It's gonna get denied, and the Sixers are gonna run to Camden. That's what I'm hearing today. 
Yes. They are going to have a palace I'd in love Camden. It. I would yep. love it, man. You They're going to have a ferry going Word back and forth. And, that, and that's oh. where the Sixers want to be, and this way they don't have to look like the bad guys for leaving Philadelphia. Yeah. And they'll yeah. get the land for nothing. Yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah, and the revitalization of Camden, I'm, I'm so much behind that. Our, our firm contributes to that in many different ways. Uh, we've done a lot of volunteer work for Camden. That would be so cool. Man, I, I am absolutely 100% behind that. Yeah, the go. whole waterfront area, you got to be kidding me. The New Jersey Sixers. Yeah, that's it. The Norcross Sixers. Is there going to be a, a flyer section mentioned in this podcast? They today, hired a, another assistant coach, Rocky Thompson, who is a former tough guy uh, that apparently is very sought after in the league. So Tortorella has his staff in place. Uh, training camp will start shortly, I guess. They had the developmental camp a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, still not excited. I just think it's so amazing when you're talking money and Joshua Harris is $5.6 billion, something like that, against Mr. Roberts, who wants it to stay with the way things are in Philadelphia, at only $1.5 billion. Yeah, poor, poor guy. Yeah. Well, we're going to turn to Wiz here for some hot takes because there, there are some things going on in the sports world of sports other than Philadelphia. There are. Let's start with probably the biggest one right now, and that's the Kyler Murray contract. Kyler Murray signed a $230 million extension on Monday, but in that contract there was a stipulation requiring that he complete at least four hours of independent study during game weeks <laughs> And furthermore, what you didn't hear a lot about was that it also said things like if you're on your tablet, like playing a game, you know, just not really paying attention while um, this studying was going on, it doesn't count. And you're in like default, the contract essentially. Um, this held, this got a major, major uproar from really all over. I mean, there were CNN articles, obviously the sports world, all over. And after practice yesterday on Thursday, Murray had an unannounced press conference and he said, I feel it's necessary with everything going on. I'm kind of power phrasing here. All right, here we go. To think that I can accomplish everything I have accomplished in my career and not be a student of the game oh, sports, and man. not have that passion and not take this serious is disrespectful and it's almost a joke. And then it goes on to say, to me, I'm flattered. I want to say that I want to say flattered that you all think at my size I can go out there and not prepare oh, point. for the game and what not take point. it serious. Yeah. It's disrespectful and he goes on to say that. Um, I think you get what he's saying at this point. You called me Superman. And Thank you for that. You called me Superman. I don't prepare because the NFL is not very complicated, and our playbook's really easy, right? It's just like a comic book. So I just go out there on sheer talent, coach, and perform like I do. This is such an insult, and, and, and if you do a deeper dive, Lord knows where it takes you. But where was was his agent? His, his, I always use the metaphor camp. Everybody's Grimley's camp, your camp, your connections like the horse world. Where was his camp during the contract negotiations? That type of ridiculous condition cannot make its way and surface to the last draft of a contract. That'd be like Grimley putting something in that if we really stink in liquidity, the client agrees to have us for 10 more years. Not exactly a great example, but how did it survive negotiations is my question. That's amazing. Like any other business in the world, you're going to pay in millions and say, listen, there is one little catch. We want you to go to four one-hour meetings a week just to keep up on things. And 
Why, certainly, boss, the whole type thing. But with Murray, be thankful, Mr. Murray, because you went in the first round of the baseball draft. You were an excellent outfielder at Oklahoma. Be thankful you took football because the year that they took you, you decided you almost took baseball. You went to football. You're making $46 million a year now. And the Oakland Athletics who drafted you, their entire payroll for the year is $47.8 million. Does that insinuate he would not have made it in baseball? Boom is right. No, but he, if their entire <laughs> payroll is 47, he wasn't getting 46 of it. Yeah, he was going to get it in Oakland, right? Yeah, that's a good point, by the way. My Coach. question is, who leaked this? Who leaked this? Because you don't hear about stuff yep. like this in contracts much. Like, I'm sure in a lot of contracts there's stipulations. Somebody had to leak this. Oh, yeah, I would no, think so, yeah. No doubt. Well, well, is it the agent? The agent saying, look at the yeah, – we want to yeah. look like the good guy? Well, after – I mean, just to, to clear it up first, the Cardinals, I think this morning, the Cardinals yes. said they removed they removed it, mm-hmm. and they said after seeing the distraction it created, we removed the addendum from the contract. It was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been, and nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability – to lead this team more than the commitment so reflected if, in the if contract. If it was removed, it was offered and accepted. It was negotiated. That's yep. my point. How would all of his educated, very bright, savvy people to represent his interest allow it to begin with? It's an insult to my client. It's degrading. That well, you, whether it's smoke or fire, I mean, it, it's obviously an issue. To, I, he probably doesn't like watching game film, and he probably plays on his tablet. And it's been noted by the coaches. And they said, look, we're not going to give this guy $250 million if he's just going to play games and not watch film. Fair pushback, right? Why, why, would even, why would we be talking about it today if it wasn't an issue? Right, exactly. And I think the fact that – I think it was in the contract. And I th- there's a lot of times where the agents don't even talk to the players. They just say, look, we're getting this 230 230- Point five million dollar contract. We you got in? what we want financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm in. Okay, yeah. let's the, sign it. The rest is window dressing. Oh, by the way, yeah. There's a clause where you have to. And, yeah, and that's but where the uproar. That's probably starts. something addend- along addend- the lines of what happened. Addendums are treated a little bit differently. Yeah, may it please the court. Yeah, could there be another player that's watching him play in video games all the time? That in his contract, that player has to spend an hour or two. We'll say whatever, and they didn't think Murray had to, so. Somebody quoted that Brady has told many people it's over 50 hours a week in that weekly game prep. Over 50 hours a week. Divide that by the number of days, and it's not four. <laughs> no. But it's, uh, it's a big issue, and uh, it's going to put him uh, right under the uh, heat lamp all season long. You know, It's not going to go away, and it's uh, going to be quite compelling to follow. Maybe Josh Rosen is the one who put that out there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I mean, Murray's undoubtedly, though, been, been very, very – I mean, an elite, an elite quarterback, he has established himself. The $230 million, that's a mega contract. Mega contract. Now, they're really banking that he can he becomes that top three quarterback for years to come now with that much money. That's a lot. Is he a run first, pass second I don't quarterback? Know. I haven't seen I don't enough think to so. know. No? no? Not like the guy from Baltimore? Not as much no, as well, Jackson. Lamar, He's clearly run first, throw second. Yeah, but even Lamar is, I think, is is changing that philosophy. Yes, he is. Yes, he and, is. And that's important from an injury perspective to, to, you, to make those changes. You know where it works? It works very well all season, regular season long. You know where it doesn't work? In postseason. 
Just like teams that hit a lot of home runs that rely on high OPS don't win World Series because they're teams that strike out a lot. And that doesn't surface during the regular season as much, but it sure as heck does in postseason. I mean, the guy to model Talk off of the Yankees. As, I mean, it should really be Patrick Mahomes. He is so fast, but he is also just an unbelievable passer. And when he and he can make these insane plays, but he also doesn't really run until he has to. And that's where I think the what you know Kyler Murray, being a couple years younger than a guy like Mahomes, can maybe model himself off and say, get to that level. You know, I have this elite speed to use it when I need it. But stay in the pocket, stay healthy, and when I need to run, though, I can do but that. But you're not suggesting a playbook that is designed strictly around only run out of fear because he's so good at running with the ball. No, oh, of course. There's always designed plays, yeah, and they're going right. to maybe run some more play action, some more bootlegs and stuff like that because right. he'll get to those spots faster. It must be me. I thought you made it sound like that. Jimmy, what have we got now? <laughs> What's up? Hold on, I have one more <laughs> thing to, to say here. Uh, on the t- topic of contracts... A fun story. Michael Jordan, I heard this on WIP the other day, when he was going for one of his you know, new contracts back when he was playing, he had a clause in there put in by his agent called for the love of the game clause, which said because Jordan worked so hard that the team, I think the, the Bulls, tried to slow him down, say don't do this, don't do that, I want you to stay healthy, don't hurt yourself. Jordan said, I'm going to do whatever I want to do to my body, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. So they put a for the love of the game clause in there that said he can do whatever he wants if he deems it's in his best interest to be ready to play. And no one can do a thing about it, which I just think is a kind of a funny story. And I just heard about it, you know, I think it was yesterday the day before on, on WIP. Imagine telling Michael Jordan not to do something. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of love of the game, anybody watching uh, the Jeter Yankees um what the heck's the name of it? The uh, uh, the captain. It came the on captain. after the All Star game. I gotta tell you what, it the is Derby. fantastic, man. Whether you love Jeter or not, I didn't particularly love Jeter, but his approach, his work work ethic, um, you know how he rubbed off with other players and went up against Steinbrenner and uh, adversity. I mean, he heard all the time that he wasn't a great shortstop. And the numbers bear out that he was not only not a great shortstop, he was a terrible shortstop uh, defensively. Uh, the, the, and we won't bore you with the, uh, the platter of, of numbers, um, not even close to uh, range of, of Larry Bowen, chances, uh, high chance marks, stuff like that, assist, uh, errors. But, you know, what a great show. I mean, have you seen it at all, bud? Uh, like 10 minutes of it after the All-Star game, then I fell asleep and yeah. went to bed. <laughs> it, it, it looked awesome. It, it looked awesome. It did. I will say that. Um, I just didn't get to it. Yeah, I mean, they, they dive into the Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, the, man, you talk about unbelievable series they play with each other. Is it is it in the same vein as the Michael Jordan better. documentary? It's, it's better. better. There's okay. no doubt. Well, I'll, I'll definitely I, check I'm it out. Get, I'm definitely going to get pushback on that. I, I said to Marion last night watching it, Am I texting people that this is better than the Jordan deal because I love baseball so much? And she interrupted me right there and said, yes, you can't remove that bias and passion and love. Uh, how could you be otherwise? She's right. So I'm watching it as someone who loves the Yankees, loves the whole thing about the Yankees in Boston and history and, and the baseball guys. So, yeah, I, I think it's better. I think it's made better i think it's it's better produced in many ways right like how did you get that clip 
right there who had the video. I mean, it's an unbelievable on-the-mark comment by somebody. I saw Rick Cerrone, my hallmate at Seton Hall University, shows up on the show last night, right? Oh, wow. And, yeah, unbelievable. And uh, just uh, fantastic. So if you're not watching The Captain, uh, is that it? I said The Captain? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I think it's Thursday nights, and I think last night was episode four. Uh, we saw We saw one and four. We missed two and three. But it is just, you don't have to be a Yankees fan to love it. You'll see a great uh, footage of the flip. And, yes, they did re- They practice the flip in spring training once. But they did practice it. That's a fact. But you'll see views of it, which are just phenomenal. And, of course, the remarkable catch by Jeter, where he takes one and a half steps, has no control of his body, <clears throat> Pete, he goes into the stands, severely cuts his face up, and stayed in the game. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What's up next? Um, how about we talk about the Yankees trade? As we kind of wrap up here, maybe last thing before we go on the rants. The Andrew Benatendi for the Royals and the pitching prospects. And I want to save a little spot for yesterday's uh, horrific situation with the uh, Fair enough. Mar- Marlins pitcher. Wow. So. The Yankees trade they acquired Andrew Benatendi for by trading three pitching prospects away, and basically, the I'll go through the three pitches real quick. The Yankees traded away the first guy is T.J. Sakima. I probably said that last name wrong. He's 23 years old, 2.11 career A in the minors, over 47 innings, and a 2.3 A, 3.8 ERA in college at Missouri. This guy Chandler Chapman, 22 year old starting pitcher. 4.3 ERA in the minors this year over 73 innings and a 6 ERA in college. He's definitely the weak link of the group. Definitely. And then Beck Way, 22-year-old starting pitcher, 3.8 ERA in the minors over 135 innings and a 3.9 in college over 20 innings. A maybe. So, uh, two, you know, one very good pitcher, one kind of maybe, one not so good, but overall it seems like a pretty balanced trade considering Ben Attendee's age and where the Royals are at. Uh, getting some maybe starting pitchers back, maybe some of them develop, and the Yankees obviously get a huge, huge leadoff hitter that they really need here to um, you know get on base and just get knocked in by these, these big hitters. Yeah, it's good for both parties. I mean, obviously he's not going to stay with Kansas City, so he's going to leave you in a month and a half, two months. Um, and there's two of these guys that are have some hope potentially, uh, and it's hard to find pitching. So it's a smart move by Kansas City. The, the neat part about this whole thing, if you haven't heard by the time – to hear this podcast or in between is it Ben uh, is that his name Ben Ben Attendee Ben Attendee, ben Attendee. Ben Attendee. his speech coach here along something okay. was on the flight into New York he knew that he was being widely discussed as a, as a trade candidate gets to the Center City Hotel I know what hotel but I'm reluctant to say it <clears throat> checks in has dinner He's playing cards with his teammates, gets a knock on the door from the coach. Coach tells him that he was just traded to all teams. The Yankees, down the street, spends the night with the teammates in the same hotel. Then, of course, they have personnel that checks him out the next day, gets him situated, and he ends up batting leadoff for the Yankees last night. That's just a great baseball story, isn't it? It's crazy. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's nuts. All right, I think it's time we rent. Oh, you want to talk about the uh – yeah, that bring us in. hit by pitch yesterday that took place. That very scary hit by pitch in the um, 
It was the, in the Miami Marlins game. It was in the first inning. Daniel Castano was hit in the head by a 104-mile-per-hour line drive off the bat of the Cincinnati Reds. Which I, I saw live when it happened. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it actually it, it hit him. It hit the very tip of his cap and then hit him in the face. And it actually hit him so hard it flew to the Marlins' third baseman, Joey Wendell, and they caught it for an out. Thankfully, it looks like Castano's okay. He has some contusions. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of bruising and stuff, mild concussion. and uh, But the Cats game was normal. So hopefully he's not out for more than a, maybe wow. a couple weeks or something here. But very it, scary incident. It begs the question, What are they going to wait until 104, 10 mile an hour? At a certain speed, you see the pitches coming in. And if the catcher doesn't know it's a fastball, it gets crossed up on the signals. It hits the catcher in the face mask. And you look at the replay a hundred times and you go, why did it hit him in the face mask? Because you can't catch something at a hundred unless you know it's coming. When you throw a pitch and it comes back at you and you're not prepared in right. body position and it's 105, we're really just waiting for somebody to get hit central and die. What are they going to do about it? I mean, do you, do you move the pitching mound back? How do you make the pitchers safety-wise? What do you do? you got to do something after seeing that. Well, in past pitch softball with the girls, they've had the mask for years and this and that. And I'm so if it works for them and they've adjusted to that change, nobody wants any hardware around their face, why can't it work for Major League Baseball? They would never do it. Never do it. They would never do it. Players Union, bud? Yeah, I don't think they'd do it. How do you no. solve the problem? The risk. How do you mitigate risk? Don't become I mean, a pitcher. It, it's it's a it's an unfortunate part unfortunate part of the game that they're going to have to just deal with. It's like being a goalie yeah. in hockey. You're taking I mean, a hundred mile an hour slap shot. It yeah. could hit you in the neck. Yeah, it's a dangerous game. I'm I mean, sorry. I just pictured a goalie my size with all this gear on and stuff here. There's yeah, but there are pads. parts. They, they walk around like this because yeah, they can't gaps. walk. Yeah, but there's, there's the gaps. There's gaps. There are in gaps. The, in this the guy pads. has no equipment on. He's standing in front yeah, of a batter. There's, yeah, but it's not the point. There's gaps in there, and they swing the – what's the puck speeds coming in at? All your miles an hour sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And and so, I mean, puck is a lot there's only so baseball. much they can do to for the safety of the game. For baseball here, they're not going to put a net in front of the guy. No, but thank God the goalies are 90% covered. I was being facetious yeah. a little bit, but they're 90% covered. The old coach is going to go way back in the cobwebs with this. Back in the 50s, the Cleveland Indians had one of the top pitchers in baseball named Herb Score, great left-hander. Yeah, yeah. And Gil McDougal of the Yankees hit him in the face with a line drive, and it practically ended Score's career. He was just never the same. Wouldn't you love to know the exit speed? You got the story. We should look that up to see if they publish exit speed on that line drive. It would be cool. On the one from yesterday? Or no, Al's the story? one Al went back 150 years on that story. Back, <laughs> in, back in 1840. They only have StatCast oh, no, like 2015 <laughs> and beyond. Back in 18, I think I think I don't think the creators of StatCast were, were born yet. <laughs> the uh, local kids, well, since we're on the Yankees, um, and I do believe Major League Baseball has to do something to, for the safety of the pitchers, but I agree, I agree with our producer that the pitchers will never wear any protective uh, guard type of thing and they're not going to move the mound back so uh, maybe they'll make like a force field put a put a put a up put a net out for the pitcher yeah, right? it comes up after it's you throw the star pitch. wars <laughs> yeah since i've already butchered about 12 names uh let me butcher one more no disrespect to ron uh marion yeah maraschino Mar- 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 there you go 26 year old reliever 
local kid from Tom's River. What a great story. What a great baseball story, human interest story. Uh, goes to the University of Delaware. I believe played on one of the Tom Series, Little League World Series teams. Goes to Delaware, does well, all honors, all that type of stuff. However, 19th round draft pick in two, 2017 draft. Uh, gets into the minor leagues, Mets and Mets, 4.76, that type of stuff. You wouldn't look at his low A numbers or middle A numbers, if you will, as anything too terrific or, or the fact that he's going to get move up to the Yankees. Uh, 2020, like a lot of players, he goes into specialized training. That's the COVID year. And I see uh, I'm indexing a lot of minor league players that came out of 2020, Jimmy, and did remarkably better statistically in 21 than 19. I'm seeing a lot of this now. This has become, I'm sorry to wake up there, Wiz. Yeah, geez, Mary and Joseph, yeah, by policy. I'll set the alarm. Do you want your slippers and coffee? Uh, so anyway. I didn't have my coffee today, he, so I'm feeling In it 21, he puts up a two ERA, AA, AAA combined. Start the season in the minors. He had a very good year. He gets a call up to the Yankees, uh, where he is now doing absolutely terrific. 1.96 ERA, uh, 23 innings pitch. He's he's got hits per nine innings of two. His strikeout per nine is like 12. And last night he threw six up, six down, with a lot of his family and friends from Tom's River and Yankee Stadium. Does it get any better than that? Great He's story. Guy's 20, a beast. 26 years old. Could be your next $100 million player. Went to the University of Delaware, 17th round. You know, it's not logical, and you see it so often. And Jeter last night was talking about, you know, work ethic, and you can't quit, and you got to stick with it, man, and, and never give up. And it's all those things that, that make you better. And this, is, this kid's a great example. So hats off to Ron. Say it, Al. Coach. Marinaccio. Marinaccio. I'm going to say I love Jeter's advice of not giving up, and the Phillies need to make some big moves as we go into the trade deadline here to get this team to the playoffs. Give, give me a, get the last word. Give me an <laughs> idea of, of a big move, which I don't think you're going to make a big hmm. move. They'll compliment the team, but give me an idea of a big move. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I have Coach, no idea. help them out. Need your help. I don't see them making a big move because they no. don't have the things to do. They trade. don't have it. What, what are you going to do with from thin air? See, well, that's good. That's getting on to my rant. Once, oh. once we get there. I guess I'll lay it off with that. Play it, Jimmy. I am so disgusted with the Phillies farm system. How is it the Yankees every year seem to do good, at least have a good team, and then they trade away three prospects that are at least one of them is very good? The Phillies, by three different sources I just looked up, or the 24th, 25th, or 26th ranked farm system in baseball. How can Philadelphia accept that? It's it's so bad. Our scouts, they should all be fired. Or probably the GM, but they rely on the scouts. So fire all the scouts because they're not doing any of the, anything right. And get new ones in there because we can't for this long have a farm system that is one of the worst in baseball for 10, 15 years now. When's the last organic Phillies player that we, that we've actually had? Alex Baum, how's he doing? He's okay. He's okay. He has no power. He leads baseball in the hitting the last six weeks. So he has no power. So he looked at six so weeks. Did, so did Don Brown. Yeah, really, exactly. Come on, six weeks. He Boehm has zero power, and defensively, he's one of the worst defensive guys I've ever seen in my life. 
Go look at War oh before you tell me how Alec Bohm is, because I know it's not good, oh. and that's what you like to look at. So pick a side here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Bohm, first baseman of the future. Are you done your rant? Okay, yeah, I'm coach, done. Bring it a bit of the work. Good. My rant, it's going to be a short one, but you've heard me talk about this before. It's Put a drink in his hand, Jimmy. He doesn't show it up. Now he's going to have a short <laughs> rant. Okay, Mr. Mr. Hoskins at first base. We've been talking about this fielding position the other day uh, against the Cubs, I believe it was. Throw to first base, the top ball down the third baseline. Throw to first, and he was already stretched out, looking like maybe 20 feet to the right side of home. They set an E5 on Camargo, who was playing third that night, and the announcer on television said there should have been an E3, the ball should have been caught. And Ricky Vitalico on the show afterwards said his feet were in the wrong position. I said, thank you, Ricky. I remember seeing that. Yeah, I saw, saw felt the same thing. He doesn't know how to field. He doesn't know how to and you wonder position if, himself. Why can't you be taught that to wait and shift your I think throat? he was taught that. I just don't think he knows how to do it. Now, I think what happens there is there's a certain instinct. It's got to kick in, man. But, you know, it's just... He, and he doesn't have that instinct. You can hit how many ground balls have they hit? How many situations have they rehearsed? Uh, over under totals a million. When you go over, divide it by all the days, it's probably over a million. It's just instinctively never going to kick in there. And it's he's, he's a he's a big liability. And we'll see if Bomb's going to continue to be a liability at third base. But he has improved. The Phillies have worked at their defense. Defensive runs saved as a team. They were like minus 36 early in the season. They're now middle of the pack in baseball. They've been working hard. Uh, they are better defensively. The bullpen's done much better, so everybody criticizes the Phillies bullpen. But if you're going to do that, you only really pick on one guy if you're familiar with them. Very <laughs> good pun. Where's the Jimmy, where, he, familiar where's got the sent symbol? down. Familiar. Where's the Amelia. symbol? I'm playing, My God. I'm playing the background. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't familiar yeah. with that situation. But was that, was that your familiar was sent down. I'm not done yet. Oh, yeah, God. but but, <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Jimmy, take over. My rant is uh, the hatred for the people who call up sports talk radio. Completely uninformed. I, it just com- it brings shows to a complete halt. When they're having a good segment, they say, let's uh, go to uh, Chad from uh, Mount Airy. And he's like, oh, yeah, the Eagles are doing is horrible. <laughs> uh, you know, all these people were injured last year, like Landon Dickerson and Lane Johnson. And I'm like, what are you people talking about? You're reading off a, a, a sheet that tells you injuries by week. Like, learn the game before you call the radio station and ruin a completely good show. Does that include the stats? Be familiar with the stats? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta know your shit. I bet analytics, too. Come on, bring it Not home. Not that deep. Not that deep, he says. You gotta Whoa, know what you're talking gotta, about. We were doing so good You here. gotta know the basic layer. That's what Jim's saying. Yeah, you the gotta know. You gotta know the layer. Yeah. You gotta have the top yeah. layer. The top layer, not the middle layer. No. Yeah. By that guy if calling. It's a, if it's a cup of coffee, you gotta have the, the top layer at the foam at the top. Well, speaking Analytics, of, they're all the way down at the speaking bottom. Speaking of layers, the Phillies have already got rid of everybody in their, in their scouting and, and uh, minor leagues. And uh, I believe Mattingly right now is one of the top guys. And you gotta give him a few years to see how it goes. Uh, you know, you can't judge yet. But we'll say this. Uh, they're one of their top three recent picks is Priest, the pitcher, 
and he's labeled right now an untouchable. Check out his numbers. Sub 2-5 ERA so far. Strikeout ratio is incredible. I think he's a lefty. And it was Girardi's son, I believe, who played on the same team that gave Dad a strong recommendation. The scouts looked at him, and that may be his farewell gift, you know. But he's uh, so they they have some talent. They've got rid of everybody. Got to give time to, for the new administration to do what they do. You could right? probably find a priest somewhere who better than the Phillies minor league system. That's true. They warrant the worse. criticism they, they receive. What can you say? I mean, when, And that's why you can't improve the team. You don't have the guys to get rid of. It puts handcuffs on the GM ship and uh, makes it a difficult situation. Hello, the viewership is up. Thank you, fans. It's unbelievable where the numbers are right now. How do people get a hold of his whiz? Website is speakingofsportspod.com. Our Twitter, Speaking of Sports Podcast. And our email, Speaking of Sports Pod. At Gmail, you'll find us here every Friday. And to our one uh, fan out there uh, named uh, Mike, uh, who I don't know, who lets us know the uh, mistakes that we make each week. Hey, Mike, keep bringing it, buddy. You're making us better. We're working on it. And I really think it's a blast to hear from you. And I, I end each show saying, I don't think Mike's going to get us this week, but you do. So you're a student of the game, Mike. I love hearing from you. It's 609. 828-5569. Happy summer. Stay cool. Have a great weekend, Jimmy. Great job on the production side, guys. This is a blast.